Kia ora, New Zealand. Welcome to Sweet Chain Live. My name's Matt Drake, and this is episode 36. 36, wow. Um, uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. Um, there's, We've had our first PGA sanctioned tournament back from um, our lockdown recently, um, and we've got the winner of that uh, tournament. So uh, if you... If you if you don't want to know the, the result, then look away for about the next hour or so. Um, and uh, it, he'll be taking us through um, the tournament, what it was like, um, and how the season's going so far for him. And also um, Desert Island Disc Golf. Um, also, we have a new um, co-host um, who's going to be joining me for the next uh, few weeks. Um, and it's uh, my pleasure to introduce uh, for the next few weeks, uh, Ben Pauly. So um, good evening, Ben. Hey, Matt. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Um, now, uh, many people in New Zealand won't know won't know you. Um, do you want to give us just a quick few minutes on who you are, where you come from, and uh, and it might become more clear why they want, why they don't know you? Yeah. Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know who I am yet, I'm Ben. I'm living in Adelaide, Australia, and originally from the UK. And I'm one of those people that kind of jumped the gap from Ultimate to Disc Golf when COVID occurred and kind of got hooked from there. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and you've been on Team Sweet Chain since um, since the beginning of uh, beginning of the year and uh, and been doing very well. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been trying. Um, I've got a <laughs> I've been um, ratings been up and down, but I'm just kind of starting to get some solid results and um, a bit more consistency, I guess, is the uh, the major downfall. But yeah, absolutely loving being part of Sweet Chain and uh, having the support group and people who kind of can translate what these weird and mystic numbers mean and what flies closest to an ultra star and how best to uh, improve my game. Excellent, excellent. I mean, um, Ben and I go back quite, quite, quite a way um, in terms of ultimate career. We both started at the same university, so, um, so yeah, that was uh, many, many years ago. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna kick off with uh, hot scores, um, and then we're gonna go for a summary of the Chartres Bay Charge. So we're gonna start down south in Invercargill, and Ethan Stout's been out doing it once again with a fifteen under par. Uh, round at Queen's Park Disc Golf Course in Invercargill. Um, in Chingford, it's a five-way tie for the top. So on Neg 6, you've got Jack Maffey, Quinn, Cameron Mackey, Tom McKay, and Jake Brennan all tying for the lead this week. Uh, across to Queenstown in the gardens, and it's Peter McKay hitting the 11 under par hot round. And up in the mountains of Queenstown, uh, Tucker Beach, uh, you've got Roberts Crastins hitting nine under par. Um, across to Wanaka, Matt Pritchard and Henry tie with a two under par. And across to Lismore, Ryan Cambridge, regular on the show, does uh, a minus 12. Uh, across to Christchurch, um, and it's Willie T. Willie Taratana taking out the hot score at Jelly Park with 13 under par. And he's doing it again at Queen's Park Reserve in his local course for seven under. Uh, Zach Taylor takes out the honours at Brooker Ave with a seven under par as well. Ben, takes through the north. All right, back up to the north. We've got our very own Brett Carlisle from Sweet Chain Music at Burhampur, hitting minus five, and he hit three of the best five scores this week. Uh, moving on to Hikoikoi, we've got Mark van der Poist and Elliot Dunn and Tomati with a minus two. Going on to Harcourt Park, 
Andy Davy with a solid minus four. And then going to Palmerston North at Lynn Laker, we got uh, again another sweet chain representative, Brock Fraser with a minus six. Good scoring there. Going to uh, Topuri at Spa Park in the red course, we got Jacob Smith hitting a plus two. And finally, going on to New Plymouth, great named place. And Inglewood course, we got a Connor McKinstry with a plus one. So some good solid scoring, especially from our very own team there in the north. Yeah, yeah, very good. It's a very good um, scores. Um, also, to update you, the PGA League down in Queenstown that's going on this week, Struggle Street Meltdown. Um, Hemi Tefitu takes out this week's um, honours with a 9.58 rated 10 under par. So very well done. He beats Chris Dixon by a point, uh, by a stroke, sorry, and Kyle um, Jolly by um, four strokes um, for a um, minus six. Um, now we've got a quick summary from the Charteris uh, Bay Charge. Now um, I've got a bit of a summary. This has been written for me uh, by one of the uh, by one of the event organisers. I'll let you guess who who which one of the event organisers uh, it was. But um, there are spoilers ahead, um, and the um, and the, the person who, who who gave this to me did say that coverage will be about three or four weeks away, as I'm on holiday this week and we'll be playing the fling next weekend. So you can probably guess. Um, who um, who has got this. So um, let's get into it. So the Charter Bay Charge, sponsored by Signature Homes, fantastic weekend of challenging disc golf. Uh, Strongfield of 25 MPO players uh, attacked the course and proved it was a little bit more difficult than it um, initially appeared. Uh, additionally, there were 20 advanced, 17 intermediate, 11 and masters, 40 plus, three women and three junior players. Uh, so some stacked divisions there. Uh, the weather was almost perfect with blue skies, light winds for the first round. That's exactly what you want when you're when you're going out, especially on a pop-up course where you may not know your way around. Going into the tournament, co-organizer and co-course designer Chris expected five to seven under par would be a strong first round score. And that proved to be the case as uh, Christchurch local Jasper Vandermeer was leading into the lunch break with an impressive bogey-free seven under par. Uh, completing the league card was Ashton Clark on four under and tournament favorite Johnny Ferrari tied with Wellington's Mitch Hudson at three under par. Uh, after lunch, uh, the clouds rolled in, wings picked up a little. Uh, however, not to the detriment of the play, and Willie Taratina on the chase card uh, started uh, strong with three um, three birdies and finished the front nine on five under par. Uh, Jasper and Johnny held their positions, playing clean golf through the first nine. However, Ashton and Mitch dropped away, uh, both getting into trouble on hole five and carding unfortunate double bogeys. Uh, the card continued their solid form with Jasper reaching 10 under on the exciting hole 12, the only uh, person to reach double digits under par for the day. Uh, also notable is Ashton Clark, who was uh, who, with the pressure of the cameras, uh, carded an impressive eagle on hole 15, as did Zach Taylor, making a late charge up the leaderboard from third card. So we'll look forward to seeing that when the coverage is released. Uh, despite Jasper holding a relatively safe lead, Johnny Ferrari managed to chip away, playing a clean round and reduce the gap to two strokes, heading into the straightforward final hole. Um, Jasper's drive landed at a tester distance with Johnny following with a fantastic drive landing about four metres away, almost guaranteeing his birdie. The card putted out, however, Jasper only needed a par to secure the win, decided to run his putt, which missed high, and landed long, uh, leaving him another tester to secure the one-stroke win. He lined up, putted, and missed a second time. Uh, fortunately, his disc landed close, so ensured at least a playoff should Johnny make his, which he did, uh, time for the playoff. 
the playoff holes were decided as a loop between uh, hole one, par four, hole 17, par three, and hole 18, par three. Uh, Johnny took the tee and just reached the rise of the fairway, but to the left. This gave him a good angle, but a further throw for his approach. Uh, Jasper's drive was excellent, just making it over the rise and gaining an extra 15 or so metres, putting him in a great position. Uh, Johnny's upshot was excellent and placed him in uh, the circle with Jasper matched with ease, showing great execution under pressure. Both tapped in for birdie to push to hole 17. Uh, Jasper took the tee and executed another great drive, landing about five metres short of the elevated basket. Pressure was on now, uh, and Johnny's reply was wide and right, giving him about an eight-metre putt. Unfortunately, this missed to the right, hydring out behind a large guardian tree beside the basket, which completely blocked any look for par. Uh, once he assessed all his options, he pitched uh, a Hail Mary hyzer putt around the tree for his par, which didn't find any metal, but landed uh, within striking distance. With Johnny facing bogey, Jasper only had to make his putts or lay up for a single par. Not wanting to disappoint the gallery, he lined up for birdie. Um, <laughs> however, Miss Wright, unfortunately, his disc didn't travel too far and he landed just um, out from Johnny. And with increased focus and determination, Jasper lined up for his par putt for the win and slotted it truly, securing his first ever MPO win for the Chartres, uh, win for the Chartres Bay Charge. And Johnny Ferrari coming in second with Willie Tratton and Ashton Clark tied for third. Uh, winners of the other divisions were as follows. Jaden Watkinson in advanced men with a three under par. That was pretty competitive for the weekend. Kim Smith in advanced women um, with plus 20. Hayden Shaw in Masters 40 plus with plus six. And Sergei Sanin in intermediate with plus Four. Uh, Sam Lycan took out the junior under-15s with a plus 29. And finally, uh, Chris and Dave would like to thank all the players for coming out and enjoying the course. Uh, they had great feedback and hope to run it bigger and better next year. Thanks to all the sponsors, including RPM Discs, Vortica Disc Golf, Sweet Chain Music, uh, Disc Shop, Christchurch Attractions, Christchurch Adventure Park, EV City, Flexline Media, Higher Pools, Speedy Signs, Eruption Brewing, and of course, Signature Homes. Special mention to the Chartres Bay Golf Club for allowing us to use their amazing property. See you next year. Wow, what a write-up. Uh, wow. That's fantastic. Um, you don't need a live stream with that. I was there. Get, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Um, uh, I'm... It's, it's probably a good idea to bring our guest in now because I, I spotted a little bit of the theme going through when uh, when we were um, uh, going through that summary. And I'd just like to talk to him about it, actually. So I'd like to uh, welcome um, our guest at this time, uh, Jasper van der Meer. Uh, good evening, Jasper. Kia ora, guys. How's it going? Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Very good. Um, congratulations, first up, um, on your victory at the weekend. Um, was it? Was it was it as exciting as the uh, as as the re as the review there? Um, oh, when you were telling the story, my heart was still pounding. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it was. It wasn't that exciting. Um, yeah, sure. Good stuff. Now I I noticed a bit of a um a bit of a a summary or a, a bit of a theme. Sorry, running through um your play where you decided to run a birdie putt when it maybe wasn't necessary, and then in the playoff decided to run a birdie putt one perhaps it wasn't necessary it is that i mean talk us through that <laughs> um so going into the final round obviously i knew i had a lead um and and so i said to myself i'm just going to match johnny i'm just going to match ashton i'm just going to match these guys and just um just stay stay just get birdies when they get birdies and try and run that kind of conservative stuff anyway i was doing really well we get up to hole 17 um i probably i probably shot the closest uh, again um and i just laid up it was smart i was elevated pin i laid up uh, then we get to hole 18 um 
uh, yeah, off the off the tee. I'm about that range where you think it's just makeable. It's five, four meters away. Um, and we're walking up, me and Johnny are walking up. He's like, you know, you can just three part here. He literally says that to me. You can three, you can three part here. And, um, I'm, and then he, and he makes his birdie. And I'm like, I kind of forgot about the scores. I was just like, this is weird. And there's gallery watching already. Um, and anyway, I run this part. It hits the hits the rim and it's a bit elevated there's like a bit of a hill on it and it rolled to circle two and and that's when i had to that's when i was just like i was in shock i was like do i have to make this to win and i was kind of unsure i was actually kind of unsure and then i i part it tickles the chain and just lands lands there i'm just like in disbelief at this stage i'm like did i just do this um and then obviously we get to whole um whole 17 in the playoff um uh again i'm at that range i'm at that four meters range um and the gallery's watching and it's just there you'll see the coverage oh anyway i made i made a tougher putt on the way back uh to get the win which i was happy i got i just had to had to just make it <laughs> yeah well tip, tip of the cap for uh for running it um <laughs> when you got a chance to um many wouldn't um, but for the gallery, I suppose, is uh, is, <laughs> is, is why, it, why it is so so well done. Um, talk to us about how the season's gone so far. So yeah, um, the season has been has been fun. I, I, I wish I could play some more um, um, tournaments. Um, I've only played Heiselander and the Peter Crowther um, this year. I, I wish I could play. Oh, and I've played Lords of Lismore. Um, I, yeah, I wish I could just get out more. I play football and I play kind of high, uh, quite high competitively and uh it's hard always to just take the way weekends because that's when um tournaments are on um however i'm hoping to make more tournaments um i i, I like yeah i like to i like to just do well at tournaments <laughs> i normally am up there so i like to try and um uh do my best yeah but yeah i'm just i'm just back on tour i've only been on tour since last year um uh, i did uh fling and uh that was my first tour mm -hmm. event um and I was lucky enough to get the lead card, play with Jacko and play with Simon, which was all crazy. Um, didn't even know them really. And um, but yeah, that was my first tour event, made lead lead card, and that was fun and filmed again. Um, so it's just yeah, it's been it's been a year of just learning and getting better and feeling the stress of lead card, feeling the stress of a camera on you, which is which is great. I I really love that. It's been cool. So you got the fling coming up next week, actually, um, uh, at the end of not this weekend, weekend after in in Christchurch. Um, I think it was fourth last year. Am I right? Uh, I think it was fifth or sixth. Yeah, around there okay. anyway. You'll yeah. be hoping to do a little bit better, especially using this as a bit of a springboard. Definitely, I, I felt a lot of confidence over lockdown. I bought a, a basket and 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 we got to do some of those challenges, <laughs> which was cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I I was uh, I was lucky enough to keep practicing my putts, and that's probably the part I need to learn. Yeah, you're gonna run everything again. <laughs> great question uh i'll be conservative but uh, it depends on the wind to be fair it's always windy and crushish when the fling happens apparently so <laughs> excellent and you you've got quite a few you've got a few tournaments lined up i noticed that you, you've got a moon base and north island champs no i won't be doing north island champs i wish i could uh i'll be doing moon base and then just heiselander is next year already um oh yeah 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 so just happy to be getting on some tournaments. I'd love to start making an impact on the rankings, but yeah, I'll try when I can. <laughs> and what um, what courses do you think 
favor you do you do you look for the courses that that, that favor your particular game and and if so what, what are those what do those courses tend to be i like to throw far i like to um really really get um some good distance but i i like every course so um the first time playing a high like elevation uh, was uh, lords of lismore and i definitely uh, learned a lot um that that tournament um and that really helped me just springboard into Chatteris because Chatteris had a lot of elevation. It was a beautiful golf course. Like, it's the first time playing on a golf course. It was great. So learning how to play elevation, I just like learning. I like challenging myself uh, so I can play on everything. But, yeah, I definitely like to crush. And so um, any time I get to throw it hard, <laughs> get my destroyer out there, yeah. Yeah, and then I guess that's what the the, um, the golf course is. When you get to play on a ball golf course, that's what you're going to get, eh? So, um, yeah. so, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Excellent, excellent. Um, and so, what do you what do you find that actually we'll we'll go into that we'll go into that slightly um, later on. Actually, because we're going to um, go into Desert Island Disc Golf um, shortly. Um, what are your goals for kind of your disc golf career? You mentioned that you played football as well, so you trying to trying to juggle the two. Um, what what's your what's your kind of goals for for for, for disc golf for you? Great question. Um... I guess I guess I am on kind of the the back the back side of my football stuff. Um, I've always been part of team sports, um, and this has been it's been kind of cool finding a sport where I'm, I'm just myself. Just golf is, is is just me, and so it was nice on the weekend just to be able to say, "Oh, I won this for myself. I didn't win with a team," which is which is cool to kind of say. Um, but I guess I just want to keep trying to trying to get better and better. I, w- I would love to be a thousand rated. That's probably the ultimate goal. Um, yeah, you got to reach you got to reach high to try and get there. So. Um, yeah, that'll be the ultimate goal is to be keep keep being consistent up that way. I think consistency is probably one of my strengths. I like to be consistent everywhere, and so yeah. Well, look, if you if you if you can be consistent, you can throw far and you run putts, then you're probably not going to be too far away from doing very well. Um, that seems to be a, a pretty magic formula. And I think your first round was actually um, a thousand, just over a thousand rated. Uh, your seven yeah. under par at the charge. So uh, again, more of those. Um, will do will do um, a very good job. Um, so um, moving on to Desert Island Disc Golf, I understand uh, you've got your discs with you there. Yep. Excellent. So the premise for anybody who um, is watching and, and maybe hasn't, hasn't seen this before, um, Jasper is stranded on a desert island. Uh, fortunately, there's a disc golf course on this desert island, um, and he has three of his favorite discs with him and three of his favorite card mates with him now these card mates can be um anybody from uh, real world to celebrity to fantasy um alive or dead um and uh, he's going to take us through who he who he would like to play ideally play around with and which free discs he's going to be using so start us off what are you throwing good question i start off with my putter um i like to putt with avrs and this was a quite special one it's an r pro avr um oh. willie willie t gave me this one um mm-hmm. i can't find any others uh, if anyone knows where our pro avias are let me know because i just really love the grip um it just it just sits nice in the hand um there's not really a bead on it and it's just uh, it just flies really nicely and so that's my it's my um it's my putter i love Do- love that one on the avias did you try lots of different avias before arriving at that one or was it just like this i just picked it up and went with it 
Um, for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I, I had a DX, I had a champion avia. I had, I've got a Yeti, I've got a JK, I've got a whale. I've got, so I've literally gone through uh, KC pro as well. I've gone through all of them and, um, yeah, this is the one that I've liked just cause it's more grip. Um, but yeah, it has taken a wee while just for me to decide that. <laughs> yeah. I, w- I wish, I wish it was a lot more straightforward, but yeah. It's the natural progression. From the DX Avia, just start exploring, exploring the roots. Yeah, so. definitely, definitely. Yeah. What what's yeah. your mid range? Mid range. It's an oldie. Uh, it's actually a trilogy um, challenge wow. um, disc. Yeah. Uh, it's a gatekeeper. We said we said this. I've had this one for ages. I find it's quite stable. Um, it's been stable, but it's starting now to where I can throw on a hyzer and flip it over, which yeah. is which has been great. But still, come back. It's still um, yeah. I've had it. It's a 2019 edition. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just been fun. It's just it's just something that's been in my bag. Yeah, I like. I like discs that I know. I think that's probably one thing that really helps me. I've got a lot of discs that I know, not not heaps of new ones, but yeah, try beat stuff. In. The uh, the plastic for, that you've got for that you've got that in that's the West Side um, tournament plastic, by the looks of it. Okay, yeah, I don't it, know actually. Is it the is it the kind of premium West Side plastic? I, it looks kind of tournament plastic. Um, how how has it changed its shape over over time? How how has it how has it changed its its flight characteristics? Because you said it's getting flippier now. Yeah, so I guess I've just thrown it heaps of heaps of trees, um, and so that definitely helps that. But uh, <laughs> I guess when I first started playing, it was overstable. It was just really overstable. And then I, yeah. as soon as you learn how to get more spin and learn how to throw just um, a bit harder, uh, it, I just found it. It's so reliable. Even if I chuck it on a, a hyzer, really, really hard, it glides. I've just really found it just glides a lot. And, um, yeah, that's just why it's it's so – it's in there. I can get 100 metres with it. And so being able to just go off the tee, that's what I did with the um, hole 17 in the, in the, in the charge, um, mm-hmm. swing with this one, and that was nice and close. Yeah, Because it's in that kind of uh, Kotuku kind of trust in between a buzz and a buzz OS, that kind of – hole isn't it the kind of the, the disc that everybody needs at least you know is, is, is everybody needs something in that what, yeah. what are you bagging ben in that in that space um i've got to plug a katuku part of yeah part of the rpm rpm team can't go wrong with that and then uh i've got a quite a nice flippy buzz that i just yeah it's just hit found the perfect amount of trees and shapes <laughs> nicely. yeah it sounds like that gatekeeper actually is, is the is, is the way to go so uh, what's your driver then jasper uh, another old, um, old faithful. This one is a champion destroyer. It's also okay. quite old. I would say 2018. I got it. Maybe no, 2019. Same, same kind of time. Anyway, it's again. It's one that I can flip. Um, it's one. It's my distance driver. I can forehand this one um, really well as well. So I've, I've been practicing a lot of forehands. It's probably why I've liked this one the most, just because I'm trying to get distance with my forehand. I really want to be able to do both. And so I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting over the hundreds with the forehand, which I'm happy. I just want to keep trying to push my distance for that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's beaten. You can you can probably see that oh, was a little bit faded, but yeah. <laughs> And a lot of people who I speak to who bag destroyers um, bag often quite a few of them, um, and they might have three or four that do that do a, a variety of stuff. You get they have a flippy one and a one that's just a, a dump. Um, and so, uh, is that the case for you, or is and that's just your favourite one, or have you just got the one and you've got other molds which which uh, which give you the stability? 
Yeah, I've got I've got another destroyer. I need to beg. I need to start begging a bit more. Um, just consistent discs, and not trying to find other kind of discs. Um, I've got a socky socky um socky bomb destroyer, which I love star plastic. Mm. I've, everything that I have is quite is normally that star kind of plastic stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that one's that one's old because it just it just it goes far. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I definitely love mm. um the socky bomb. I use that especially just going into winds. Um, yeah, it's good. Have you got a is it your is your destroyer a flat one or a dome one? Because the things I found with these innovative drivers, they vary quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. I wish you could be able to when you buy a disc. I wish you could be able to see the dome on it because <laughs> uh, I thought I was buying a pig and it ended up being a really domey pig. <laughs> so and I was just like, I want a flat one anyway. <laughs> I it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? And I think I think. Um... It's something that's particular more so for Innova discs than than perhaps other brands is that um, you can get a, a lot of uh, variation um, between between runs, uh, which is which is a, a blessing and a curse, I think, um, as, you, as you probably agree, because the you know if you if you like if you find one you like, then then great, you know, um, and also if you find a disc that you like the feel of in your hand, you might be able to get a whole heap of them and throw every shot with you know a disc that you like the grip of in your hand and that's great um can get frustrating if you need backups years down the line but um yeah, yeah. yeah definitely good stuff good stuff so who's on your card then who's your card mates for, Ooh, uh, for great question I, I i did take a wee while to think about this one but i got mm -hmm. somewhere in the end I, I guess uh when i started watching disc golf quite a lot i mm -hmm. um I, I was watching the battle between uh, Ricky and Paul, and and so I'm going to pick Ricky because I, <laughs> he's, he's, he's innovative and uh, he yeah. puts quite he puts with the sort of similar discs. Um, and then yeah. I, I would choose Paul because um, I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see how they go. I want to see how they go <laughs> on a desert, desert island together if they will Fantastic. clash or if they. Um, yeah, I would love to watch that. Excellent. So who's gonna who's gonna come around with you then? Someone to hold your beers, presumably. Oh yeah, yeah. Someone to hold my beers. I reckon that's it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna choose my good friend who who I probably started playing with um, when I first started. His name is Kyron, um, Kyron Front, and I'll play with him. So that means I just won't come last. And so um, <laughs> when, we, when we're playing, I, I will make sure that I'm trying to keep up with him. And I make sure I, hope I have a, I won't I won't be last. Yeah, <laughs> that's my name. Everyone needs that good. person on the card. That one good friend that you just you just flog. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. And we're sorry, Karen, that um that, that you're going to go to a, a, a desert island and um and and potentially be beaten by two of the best players in the world, um or three of the best players in the world. In fact. Um. Anyway, um, we're now going to move on to uh the quick fire round. Um, Ben, do you want to take us through the front, the family friendly front nine? Yeah. Are you are you ready? Brace yourself. Yeah, I just took a bit of water. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's your name? Jasper. Uh, place of birth? Um, Zoetermeer in the Netherlands. Oh, very nice. Uh, where do you live now? In Ototahi, Christchurch. Oh, beautiful. Uh, PDGA number? 159512. Oh, I'll trust you with that one. Uh, years <laughs> playing. <laughs> Uh, recreationally since uh, for four years, uh, competitively for one year. Oh, nice. uh, your favorite disc? Oh, shucks. <laughs> oh, we'll go destroy, destroy. Wrong. Uh, fave course, favorite course? 
Chartres Bay, even though it's not permanent. No. Uh, your favourite MPO player? Paul McBeth. And your favourite FPO player? Kristen Tatar. Mm. Stay European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, on to the safari back nine. This is a this or that, so uh, quick fire. Um, no thinking. Um, what, are you, what are your answers? So, question number one, putt or drive? Drive. Morning or afternoon? Morning. Stroke play or match play? Match play. Queen's Park or Brooker Ave? Brooker. Fling or charge? Ooh. Flink. Amsterdam oh. or Rotterdam? Rotterdam. Belgium or France? Or oh, France. <laughs> Cruyff or Van Basten? Cruyff. Run or lay up? Oh, no. Lay up. Oh. <laughs> Not sure you would have given that answer. Pride I got to <laughs> the answer was a flare answer except for that last one yeah. <laughs> good stuff um, Jasper thanks so much for uh, for coming on the show today it's been great fun um, having you on and uh, very best of luck for the rest of this season um, and we'll be wishing you well down in Moonbase um, and uh, yeah congratulations on the, on the victory we look forward very much to seeing the um, coverage when it arrives in a few weeks time Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. I, I love what you guys do. It's been so good just chilling on a Thursday, watching you guys, watching New Zealand disc golf just um, grow, which has been great. And so keep it up. I love it. And uh, yeah, hope to hope to see you guys again soon. That's very kind. See you soon, Jasper. Catch you later. Cheers. Cheers. Excellent, excellent, and a fantastic competitor there, um, Jasper. Um, I, I played um, in the same tournament as him, uh, Peter Crowther in Christchurch, and he was very competitive um, when I was watching um, those cards um, go through. Now, um, Ben, what have you got for us this week? Um, so this week it's kind of bouncing off um, what Jasper was saying about match play. It seems to be quite a... Um, fast, high-frilled kind of player. So going off that and with the discussion of the Olympic Games being kind of relevant, um, I was kind of thinking this week that what is the best chance for disc golf to make the Olympic Games? And going off that, you need to be able to attract um, a, a massive crowd, people from outside the sport, less purists, mm -hmm. shall we say. Um, so I was thinking match play are we going to be seeing more of this is that mm -hmm. going to be attracting more sponsors due to the high intensity nature of it and is it going to become say the 2020 of disc golf where 2020 right. gets people out in their crowds into the there for more of a short time than the test game who maybe don't appreciate intricacies and longer tournament play mm -hmm. but are there for like exciting holes your 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 island holes, your tree line, short tree lines in that jewel, and kind of a put off, so to say. So for the Olympic Games, could you formulate something where each country gets allocated spots, and then you go into the martial arts style of uh, straight into knockouts of seeded, and you have a different ranking system of mm -hmm. 
um, match play ranking versus a tournament ranking, similar to what they have in ODIs and test matches. Hmm. I, I think that's a, it's an interesting point. It's an interesting point. I actually one that I don't, I've not heard kind of discussed in that way. Um, in, in the, in the pro, in the pro tour match play seems to be this kind of one-off event um, run kind of once a year um, and is not seen as um, a, a kind of an alternative format of the game in the way that 2020 is seen as an alternative format of the game in, um, in cricket. Um, don't get me wrong. I love a test match. I, I really do. Um, give, give me, give me five days of strategy. Um, and that's, that's fantastic. I love that. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I think it's a fair, it's a fair point. Can, would more crowds be attracted to a, to a shorter kind of version of the sport? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if we're there yet. I'm not sure we're mature enough as a sport on the whole to kind of, to kind of say that. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, because you get the if we're going to compare our sport to a stick, the stick golf sport, mm -hmm. which is um, you've got the Ryder Cup, and loads of people come out of the woodwork for Ryder Cup compositions, but will never mm. watch a major. Yeah, so yeah, you no, get and is that the way to compete with America and kind of push it to that next that next level? Let's say Olympics isn't a desired um, spot for disc golf. Um, mm -hmm. is the next big thing going to be the Ryder Cup style format where you get continents banding together to take on America or or is match play going to become the international format yeah I think there could be room for room for both and I think if you're going to start um, pushing out onto more mainstream let's say so coming from an ultimate background Ultimate has benefited from Sports Center highlights because there's these big plays. And AUDL is the, for those people who don't know, is a more, um, let's say, it's more geared and the rules are more aligned to make it more yeah. risky and more high play. Mm -hmm. If you've got match play, are we going to see a, a Conrad James moment more often? And is mm -hmm. that that's going to keep promoting the sport onto a Sports Center highlight reel? quite quite possibly you know and yet for for, for people who are unsure the the AD, AUDL um makes a few changes to the to the ultimate um game it makes the field wider giving people more space and it also allows um double plays um on the handler which um makes space downfield by allowing that play to happen so um which encourages the big shot encourages the big throw and as most players who play in that division have got um 120 meters with an ultra star every day uh, you know irrelevant of the weather then it's it, it happens a lot um the I, I think it's an interesting one about you, you'd have to do it on the right course right yeah because on a, when you play 2020 or if you play um AUDL let's say it's the same kind of setting it's the same background and the game is played in the same way as a, a, a regular game pretty much yep. right uh, a 2020 pitch might be slightly slightly smaller um but i would say that if you if you had a course that lended itself to um aggressive get uh, aggressive play um and and i don't i and it's interesting because the the course that was played at the weekend but uh in the um in the match play uh championships got a lot of criticism for being a, a, a bit dull a bit um a bit righty heiser 
um, and and that was that was it really, and there wasn't really anything much to do. And you saw that with Eagle um, laying up or parking that seven hundred foot air shot, which was just insane. If you haven't seen it, go go and have a look at that. That's that's ludicrous. Um, but if you can throw far, then you'll do well. And and maybe maybe I think that um, in the right course where there's perhaps a few more obstacles, um, and I'm not saying you make it a novelty in the same way that 2020 has got a bit of novelty value to it, um, then I think you, yeah, it could could work. It could work. There could be some success there. Um, I, I'm yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be interesting. I, certainly in New Zealand, um, uh, you'll have to tell us what the Australian scene is like for this. But in New Zealand, there's a match play championships every year um, held in uh, typically about December time. Um, uh, this year, it's in Inglewood, um, which is a fantastic ball golf course um, up in New Plymouth. And uh, yeah, it'll be. It, but it's the only one that I've that I've seen. And 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 um, and with the um, potential changing tours schedule that we see here in New Zealand. I'm not sure how many match play events will will be kind of eligible for the tour, if you like, um, or whether they'll just be there as, as, as kind of, um, as you say, more kind of maybe novelty or, or one-off one-off events. Um, it would be interesting. It'd be interesting. And I, But I quite like that idea of match play, play being the 2020 foil, if you like, for the longer version test match, if you like, um, format of the... Format of the um, format of the sport um so morgan's comment to see battle for the crown is match play be good to see some more intercity battles uh totally agree morgan i totally agree i think as uh as um new zealand disc golf is there are some good geo clubs um in new zealand um and i i i'd love to see some uh some some team uh match play um going on i think that would be that would be really interesting actually that yeah, would be really interesting Hometown pride teams, that'd be nice. Kind of a, a step below going go to the more traditional sports route of you have your club and then you pick your best clubs to battle for your region. Yeah. Mm. North Island, South Island rivalry. What's the um what's the um the, the match play situation like in Australia? Uh haven't encountered it, to be honest. Um but that'd be great. Like uh so similar to just have like a weekend big tournament start representing your states or your cities that's the problem mm. with australia is the distances um but i think you could quite easily fit in a a regional match play competition and maybe that becomes the the format for these these kind of competitions mm. Oh, well, that's. I mean, that's given given. I think some some thought and some in, uh, some interesting insights. I think the, uh, the, the, the they certainly got some legs. Um, like a, a, a geo match play tournament um, would uh, would. I think yeah. If you if you got it right and you got it on the right course, I think that's absolutely key. You've got to get the right course to to do it on um, because you need. You know, if you if you do it on a course that's too long for a lot of people, then they won't be able to attack. Not because they don't want to; it's because they can't. Right? In a lot of cases, I'm, I'm, I, I was exactly the same. If we went and played match player in uh, Berenport in in Wellington, I I can't reach most of the holes to get a birdie. So, like, <laughs> it's going to be really, really tough. Uh, you know, that's partly, that's obviously mostly me. But um, yeah, um, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, Ben's saying that Geelong Melbourne is a thing. I think so. Um, yeah, um, go go Geelong. I've played that course. It's quite a nice course. Um. I don't know if it's yeah, match play. I'm happy to happy to hear, but yeah. And this uh, 
there's an Adelaide versus Mount Gambia in the works, and so they are popping up these geo these geo kind of competitions. I don't mm. know if they're match play or top scores put combined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, talking of uh, geo um, disc golf. Um, this weekend, uh, we're going to come along to the upcoming events for this weekend. Uh, this weekend is uh, Te Upico, which is the um, Wellington Disc Golf Club Day, um, which it will be held at Harcourt Park um, on Saturday. So head up to Harcourt Park on Saturday if you're in Wellington. Um, um, and uh, if you're not in Wellington, then you can go to Nelson to play in the Armageddon Disc Golf Festival. If you're not in Nelson, you can go to Christchurch and play in the Trilogy Challenge, perhaps, um, if there's space. I'm not sure there's space in that one. I should probably sort out. Uh, but also um, to let you know that there's two leagues um, starting this week. So the Berenpour 200 opening week is this Sunday. So that's 10 rounds of 20 holes um, at Berenpour, um, spread over 10 weeks, and then there's a King of the Hill um, and Queen of the Hill, presumably, championship um, at the end near Christmas time. Um, as we said earlier, we got the fling on the first weekend in October and Hosker in Wellington, if you're around in the capital that weekend. Uh, fortnight after that is Moonbase, uh, Moonbase 7 uh, in Twizel. Um, and then a fortnight after that is North Island Champs up in um, Auckland, um, pending alert levels, um, obviously. And it's after that that the midweek um, Wellington Midweek Spring League starts at Harcourt Park. Um, so if you want to get up for that, then I would advise it. You'll get a few weeks in, probably three weeks in, um, to uh, practice before Faultline Fury um, is uh, on the 20th and 21st of November and a bunch of other events um, that we um, that we have coming up for the rest of the year. Um, ben, um, thank you for joining me tonight. Is there any anybody you'd like to uh, shout out for this evening? <laughs> Uh, no, thanks for having me, Matt. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, shout out to my supporters in the comments. Um, I've, I've, apparently, I said Comrade James, but for those of you who aren't in the known, that's the uh, Eastern European cousin of James Comrade, yeah, who also yeah. threw it in from a million miles. <laughs> um, shout out to Matt Hill, Rob Andrews, and all the uh, Adelaide crew so supporting me on in your own special way. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff. Okay, uh, Ben, have a lovely week. Um, and we sure you're going to be with us for the next couple of weeks, eh? So um, so we'll get to know you a little bit more um, then. And um, we'll have some more hot takes and some um, special guests uh, as well, hopefully as well. So um, we shall see you next week. Um, have a great weekend playing disc golf wherever you are, hopefully um, in either Wellington, Nelson, Christchurch or somewhere else. Um, have a lovely weekend. Um, see you all later. Take care. Thank you.